Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast Investorpreneur where we talk everything investing real estate. Today we're really going to talk about the threats of what's going on right now and how to pivot around them. So my name is Peter Leung and I'm a global real estate investor. I own, invest, and develop properties all around the world. You've probably seen me on podcasts, working with people or on stage with serial entrepreneurs talking about investing. Um, I primarily focus on UK, Canada, as well as the US, and I'm also a business and angel investor as well. Today, we're going to talk about how the uncertainties and everything else going on with the virus, but really looking at risk. And there is nobody better than Mr. Robin Booth, which is my special guest for today. He is a property investor, investor of the year, 2018 business and property coach. But you know what? Most importantly, he's a dear friend and he is a fantastic problem solver. So at this point in, in, in what's going on in 2020, we obviously as investors need to be focused on how to problem solve, how to look at those risks. So Robin, welcome to Investorpreneur. Thank you for being here. Great, Peter. Also great to speak to you, right? I mean, this is such a unique situation, opportunity that we're finding ourselves in. You know, people are saying, what's going on? How do we survive? How do we thrive? You know, uh, how do we just change our perception of what's going on? So I think exactly what we're talking about is absolutely important. And you know, everything that we're going to be talking about can be transferred to everyday living post-corona, right? Absolutely. And post-threat. Yes. And I think being on, on this podcast, which is really around the entrepreneur and the investor, especially around that, is you know, how do we actually be professional in this such that we can actually mitigate risk, handle it, deal with it, prepare for it, and in this case, certainly manage it. So I think Absolutely. this is a perfect opportunity. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Right. So Robin, where did you, I mean, obviously this, this, this virus or anything that happens a long time, it seems like a big deal at that time. There's, there's no doubt. We all believe that at some point this is going to pass. But like anything else, it, it obviously distracts us from or, or sidetracks us from, from investing or at least looking at the risk. How, how are you seeing, you know, do you see this as a, you know, as a risk in itself? Or how do you prevent something like this or, or mitigate the risk of something like this? you know, in, in times of, of today, right? In terms of investing in property. So I think I, I'm going to take a, a little step back around this, which is, you know, this is around people and how they view something that is occurring and the kind of story that they're saying about what is happening. And I, you know, I love that quote that says, people, people often lament on doors that are closing as opposed to seeing new ones that are opening, right? Yes. And that is just so clear in these kinds of situations. We can all be sitting here complaining about loss of income, especially in the property world, you know, tenants not being able to pay, businesses being closing. And, you know, we can talk all about that as South Africa just heads into a lockdown in the next few days. And at the same time, that ability for an, an investor to look at, well, what else is happening? And this isn't just about what are the opportunities. It's just like, this is the reality. What can I do about it as opposed to being the victim of it? And I think that's going to totally differentiate those who are going to get sucked into the drama of this and those that are actually going to survive and actually come through at the end, uh, not just surviving, but actually thriving. And I think that's really the, the most important part. And, you know, I know that that's what we've been chatting about over the last few weeks. You know, what is it that we can see happening? How do we deal with what's going on at the moment? How do we manage the situation? And I think from any perspective, from business and investing, that's going to be the critical critical component. Like, how can we manage the situation? Because it's changing, right? I mean, Absolutely. what happens is going to change tomorrow. This is such an unknown territory. And I think as investors, we know that we can't 
every time predict what will happen, but we know that something is going to happen. Like we, we really prepare ourselves for risk. We know that can happen. We want to mitigate the risk. As someone says, if you can mitigate the risk, then everything else is a bonus. You know, everything else about that is a bonus. And I think that's really what we're what we're opening up here is you know, twofold. How do we use it and how do we manage it? So how are you seeing people managing this? I mean, you know, are are people fairly calm? Are you, I mean, you work with a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot, I mean, as a coach, you work with a lot of property investors all around the world. Do you see that, you know, how are you managing the situation? So again, the most important part, first and foremost, is just being able to be with what's going on. In other words, to see that this is how it's unfolding and obviously to understand as well that people are going to react differently. And then I think it's going to be stepping back and realizing that there's two parts to this. The one is, is that if you just look around what's happening in the world and how people are reacting, it's not the space to start saying, hey, look, I'm going to uh, take advantage of or leverage or benefit or make money from. This right. is at a much community level. How are we going to add value to someone to solve a problem? And that is actually going to make massive difference. And I think if we're also just looking at a real example of how do you manage this, so, you know, if I just share with you, we know that, I mean, I know you're in short-term rentals and Airbnbs as well, and we just see that with all the travel bans and with everything that's going on, that, that whole scenario has changed, right? All of our bookings were canceled literally overnight, and we've seen landlords just really saying, How do, what do we do? How do we manage this? And what I mean by perspective is the classic example of, of as soon as we had heard that we we're in a lockdown for 21 days in South Africa where no one can move I immediately said, I'm not going to have my, my units vacant. I'm going to fill them up, but I'm going to fill them up with those people looking for a safe place to lock down in. And that change of strategy, we implemented right away, right? And that comes back to the speed of implementation, Peter, yes. which is managing a situation is not just sitting back and saying, I don't know what to do, what's going to happen. It's around saying, what can I do? What's in my control? And what can I do about it now? And I think that's the first part. And literally within 12 hours, we had booked up all of our units with people who are looking for a 21-day lockdown. And that was absolutely um, a game changer for us in that unit. And then suddenly, that's what I mean by what can we do? What opportunities are opening up? Not to take advantage of, but to actually mitigate our losses. Because there are going to be millions of Airbnb units around the world at the moment, which are just empty because people aren't going to go there, Right. So that's definitely around the management of it. You know, how do we actually turn it around and actually work with it as opposed to try and say, this isn't happening, I can't believe it. Right. No, you make a very good point, Robin, because a lot of people are panicked, right? And they're looking at, you know, what the downside is going to be, or they're looking at more the repair component versus the constructive component, which is how they can actually fill their space. I mean, whether it's Airbnb or whether it's, uh, you know, tenant relief from a landlord perspective, we're definitely looking at how we can help our our tenants actually through this tough time as well. Because if they if they default, then that actually will have an, a ripple effect in our business over the long term as well in terms of, you know, vacating them or having to, you know, look at, look at removing them, which obviously in most places around the world right now, you know, the courts are filled up. Um, the situations are as such where we need to look at po the positive side of the, the, the investment, which is how to help our tenants, which are really our customers, survive this tough time as well. And I, I think that's such a, a good point to actually open up a bit more. And that really taps back, back to how do you manage a crisis or manage a threat or situation? 
And again, it's that word manage. You know, in this situation, we're managing our tenants. It's around being that professional property investor or an investor in general, where you're reaching out to the people prior to a crisis happening. Now, what I mean by the crisis is your tenant phoning you on the 29th of the month saying, I can't pay rent. You're reaching out to them now, you know, really in the middle of the month saying, listen, I'm aware of what's going on. I'm aware this could be impacting you. How about we start communicating now about how we're going to manage this together? And we're seeing a, a, a real change in that, especially here in South Africa, where that communication is actually what is going to be the, 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 break, the make or break. Because the legal side is not going to help us in this crisis. We don't even know what's going on in the world regarding restrictions and ability to, to, you know, to have movements. I mean, I've also shared with you that, for example, in South Africa, courts are closing. You know, we can't evict. All of that legal system is down. So this is going to be a, a definite way of a human interaction. And I think that management is the investor saying, how do I make the best out of the situation with everything that's in front of me? And that is exactly that. It's like speaking to a, te a tenant saying, I'm aware of this happening. How about we defer payment or have a decreased rent? Or how about we use your rental deposit as a prepayment now on an agreement that after this, you can then come back and actually repay that deposit back in installments and then preparing for that in writing, right? So having all those things locked down enables us to be proactive because, um, you know, as we've chatted about, I've also got units that I'm renting from a landlord that I'm subletting on Airbnb. And right. that landlord already reached out to me and said, hey, Robin, how about we renegotiate something? You know what was so interesting about it is my loyalty to that landlord actually increased. I was like, wow, they care about me. And I think absolutely. that's to be absolutely more. the same as in a business. You want to reach out to your clients, show them that you're leading, showing them that you have their best interest at heart as well. And this isn't just about money. And as we always know that where, they, where his value is shown, money flows. Yes, and I think absolutely. so important in this in this day and age is is giving our our clients, our tenants that value, so that they actually are are motivated to make it work with us, and that will create a, a, a surviving business and then a thriving business. Yes. So, Robin, is there any steps or procedures that you can share with us? when you're working with uh, investors or, or, or mentees or clients, is there a process that you can, you know, uh, in the critical thinking of things to, you know, derive at how you can mitigate that risk or identify the risk? So certainly the first thing is always to look at is what is the worst thing that can happen? Now, we already know that because everyone keeps telling us full of all social media, right? In this case though, it's taking a reality check. And this isn't a, uh, a, a drama scenario. This is what are my expenses? What bonds do I have to pay? Who do I have to still pay to keep them alive? And just take a reality like overview and look and say, this is what I'm dealing with. Then looking at what is my relationship capital? In other words, who are the people around me that can support me, that I can draw on, that might be able to fund me in a cash flow um, carryover? You know, because the relationship capital now is going to be more important than anything else. I mean, what's the point of having a whole lot of assets that aren't generating income, yes. but it's going to be all that may be actually our greatest capital at the moment. And how do we leverage off that? And I'll definitely say that that's the first part, right? So after we've done just, this is my situation, who is my relationship capital? And then how can I actually start tightening that to actually see what is the superfluous expenses? Because we all know that cash flow in a crisis is going to become and is really important, especially uh -huh. in the property 
So it's what is not important. What can we actually start becoming aware of? And then I'm actually going to, you know, I suggested we do a first, second, and third level kind of intervention. If this, then this is what we're doing. If it gets to this, then this is how we look at it. And there's just the preparation and the foresight of what could be looking at. And that just creates a sense of calm and clarity. And it's the clarity which enables us to make effective decisions and quick decisions, right? It's that confidence. I've thought a bit about this. I'm seeing what's happening. I can now actually make some decisions that will keep me moving forward, even if it's day to day. It's the uncluttered mind. It's where, where we get to this place where I can't see what's going on. That is where mistakes are made. That's where the fire sales happen when we just try and, you know, and the fear, where we right? can think clearly. Yeah, that, that's where that comes down. So those are the first steps that I work on with all my clients, even actually in good times, Peter, because part of what we're chatting about how, is how to avoid a threat or a risk. We yes. want to really have that in as much as possible. And that's where I actually find, again, in these situations, and both you and I have coaches and do coach and mentor other people, we know that it's actually in times like this where you wanting to bounce ideas off with someone or someone to ground you in what is really happening and how can you bring the best out of you so that you can actually manage the situation. And that's what we've just seen, especially over these last few days, is the, the actual key point for a lot of people. I think I think you've uh, you've hit it on the head, Robin. Because I think in this in times of this, we all sort of scramble a little bit, right? You you know, you, we all don't know what is ahead of us, and and we do know something is going to happen, but we don't know exactly what it is. And in times like this, having people, a mastermind group, whether it's a a coach, a mastermind group, or people that you your your power team that really can understand and actually take action with you is very very critical. Because otherwise, you're you're by yourself, and that's where fear sets in. A lot of the yeah. fear comes in because you don't know what to do. You're stuck, you're scrambled, and, and that's when you fear, you, you have a fire sale or whether, I mean, it's a little too early to speak about that because I think we're months away from that, but it is possibly going to happen if for those who are unprepared, and that's where the fear yeah. truly sets in. So, but, the, but Robin, you, you, you've been perfect on that. You know, I, I'm wrecking up your time because there's so much going on right now that uh, there's a lot of actions that we do need to take. And I wish you all the best in, in South Africa because I know you are under lockdown very, very soon. I think just over 24 hours. So, you know what? I thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing some of your tips and your nuggets. I want to definitely bring you back because we've got so much more to talk about. And I'm glad that I get to talk with you on a periodic basis to touch base, a regular basis, actually. So we can yeah. actually identify the, the, the risk and, and, and also the potential rewards to come with that. So thank you for being here and thank you for joining us today. Robin, how can we get a hold of you? How can people get a hold of you all over the world? Can you, I mean, I know we're going to have it here, but you know, is there, is there, you know, how can they get a hold of you? So the best point of connection is meetrobinbooth.com. So that's just the general website that just uh, gets a good connection between us, meetrobinbooth.com. Or you can actually just find me on Facebook as well, you know, Robin Booth. Uh, and you'll see me, the face obviously is the profile with my profile picture. And that's probably the best way also to reach out. But I'd say meetrobinbooth.com is the best way just to get access to be able to see part of that, you know, um, what I do and, uh, and the solutions that we're finding for investors and everyday people, right? Absolutely. Well, I, I strongly endorse Robin because he is just a fantastic and genuine guy with a lot of knowledge. So thank you for being here again. My name is Peter Leong. Thank you for joining us on Investorpreneur. We'll see you next time. We'll invite Robin back certainly right after this.